Now the shotgun start in golf is full of mathematics. Um, there's a lot of a lot of setup work that we have to do in order to make a tournament work. So I'm going to demonstrate to you just exactly how we do a shotgun start here. And here we go. All right, all right, all right. Gentlemen, start your Greetings and welcome to a Wednesday edition of the Shotgun Start. It is February 7th. Andy, how we doing? Brendan, I'm doing great. You know, uh, I Good. I gotta say, I do feel pretty bad about the influencers this week. It is, it, 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 the weather forecast looks tough in Scottsdale, and I, I feel bad for them. I'm heading down there tomorrow, but this is not the dream that they, they wanted. I'm only going down for like, Less than twenty four hours, but I'm and not even going to nothing to, the to do tournament. with the Phoenix Open. No, I no. Garrett is in the area. Garrett Morrison, Friday Golf, uh, Architecture Aficionado, Aficionado on everything. I said, "Are oh, you going over to the People's Open?" He's like, "I will not be setting foot on that property." And uh, so we are. You guys are in town for another separate, unrelated matter. But the rain is coming down. It's going to be popping the influencers. Is that what you're suggesting? Yeah, it, it doesn't look good. It looks like it's going to start raining oh, the next couple of days. I, I feel bad for the for the influencers playing the Pro-Am, the Wednesday Pro-Am. Oh, tough, man. That's tough sled. Well, this I need some real Paul McGinley analysis of the, of the influencers. This is when you find out what's in your heart. When you walk into the, the arena, you're, you're in the lion's den there on 16 and it's pissing. Do you have the metal to deal with it? Are you just an influencer in, in name only? But soldier on for those impressions so that's too that's bad the thing. it's those collabs don't uh don't <laughs> collaborate themselves you know so uh they gotta Collab. they gotta get out there to do them and uh yeah it's it's an interesting scene we'll get to it here in a minute it's been a tough tough breaks for the pga tour here you know at the with well the, you know what guess guess what there's one time one time in the year that you got to worry about the weather really on the West coast. And it's from January. It's from like December till early March is when you're in kind of the danger zone of something could happen. And guess when we play all of our tournaments on the West coast. Well, I mean, there's only so many places in the United States to play I, golf. I got to say an I, option. I propose this on, on they've the, played the Friday Pebble Con. for 60 years in January or early February. Well, now. this is it's you're you're subjecting yourself to this. This is possible because you play it, it then. Is it the worst we can see? So is Riviera? it bad luck? It's not just bad the, luck. It's just this is in the realm of possibilities. We go to Texas, Florida, Florida. We would well, save for March. I was getting to. I propose this on the latest fried egg pod. And I am, I like, I get giddy. I'm so excited about this idea. So excited about this idea. I think it's, it's a no brainer for professional golf, especially with the money they're raising. Build a couple venues in South America. It's an easy flight. It is, there's no jet lag. They'll they'll bitch about that. There's There's no jet lag. Yeah, there can be. It depends. There on There isn't. You're going. There's okay. not jet lag. I've been there. Okay. 
Okay. There's no jet lag. And then you have the summer hours and you could be broadcasting when it's dark here and bad here. And it's, it's summer. So you think, and you could build world class golf. Like you could build, you could build two of the best venues that the P these, you could build two courses that would rival like anywhere in the world because there is Sandy coastline golf options down there. Like, I, I don't know. I think like the money is probably better spent for uh, Patrick Cantley building a third kitchen in his pool house. I think that's probably where this is going to end up going. Twenty, you for twenty million bucks. I bet you could you could cut a deal. You could build. I mean, you might not even have to cut a deal. You could build an epic, epic course in Uruguay. You could build an epic course in Argentina. You could you own, own it. It could be tourism. It. You could have tourism. Oh, yeah. it, it is. It is an. It, that is the undiscovered. Um, like, do you trust them to do that? They no. would obviously need to. <laughs> Man, you I had a, so many unsubstantiated rumors about PGA I had a Tour conference. design I had a, getting their getting their getting their fingers and things and just all out disasters. Let me just say this: I had a great conversation today, great human being. Um, but it did leave me a little worried about any golf course that go that the PGA Tour goes to and how they make architecture decisions. Yeah, it's interesting. Uh. Yeah, we'll see. So p- pissing down at Pebble, tough at uh, tough at Phoenix. Is it supposed to be like that all weekend through the weekend? Like you said, Wednesday, but does it look bad through Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday? How bad? I think it's gonna be fine. I think it's gonna be fine. All right, Phoenix it might is just usually, be a little chilly. Yeah, maybe you add another Arizona. The problem is, like, there's so many blah. Like we've done <laughs> Tucson. We've done everywhere in Florida over the over the last decade plus. Um, you know, California has actual great venues. I guess you can move it around a little bit. You well, just don't want to see thing. more golf in Texas, more golf in Arizona, more golf in Florida. But maybe that's all we can do at this point. This is why the South America thing works, right? I if you so. do this, and then it it takes up like your January, February. You could go down there in January and February, which is the hardest time. You could go to Florida from there, and then you could go to like the the West Coast either in summer or you could go in in like April or you could go all sorts of times, right? You could go, you could make the playoffs. You know, like one of the things about this money is that you aren't going to have to depend as much on sponsors. Hopefully, so. With that, maybe you could make your playoffs awesome by having him on in primetime East Coast hours. Doesn't look super, super warm for Live Las Vegas either. I mean, I think the high is like mid-50s or something. Uh, Don't quote me on that. But, you know, it's just it's not the great time of year for ideal golf weather in a lot of places. This, you know, early February, late January. Um, All right. By the way. Do you see the promotional? All the paid for Instagram ads for Live Las Vegas. I didn't cut the fearsome foursome. Live Las Vegas. Buy your tickets now on the poster. John Rom, Brooks Kepka, 
Bryson DeChambeau. Can you guess the fourth person? The Beatles. Phil? Fourth, they're promoing. No. This is on all their paid. I've gotten Talor. the Instagram ad like 10 times. Talor. No. no. Rom, Brooks, Bryson, and Kevin Na. What? <laughs> Kevin Na. They've got DJ. They've got Phil. They've got I, any number of Sergio. I get Nah is from Las Vegas. So are you just, is this an ad for his friends and family who would otherwise be coming? Or he went to UNLV. No, he didn't go to UNLV. He went to UCLA. He might live in Las Vegas. Ridiculous ad. Like, talk about Ringo. Star. Like, what are they doing? It's just befuddling. I keep getting this ad everywhere. But that's your Live Las Vegas minute. Um, Let's do some cleanup. I got to apologize. I'm out of gas. Long day, long day. Had kids solo here for a long time. Was doing fifth grade math homework. Kicked my ass. <laughs> what do you this do is, on a four-on-one fast break? What it was what's awful. The strategy it, it, it was, when there's four bad. kids and one parent. I they cooperate for a little bit. You then they don't, and like they're a nightmare. And like the the, the it's going to be bad. It's just going to be bad. And you have to beforehand commit yourself to not to do anything that will like truly would you would be embarrassed about (laughs) looking back on it like did i punch a hole in the wall did i scream at the top of my lungs did i drop the f-bomb 25 times um like i'm being serious here in a way like commit to yourself in advance you don't want to go down that night like when it's all said and done or after the experience like that you truly regret or embarrass like you know it's going to be hell. Just keep your cool. So that's what you got. You got to draw up like a contract with yourself in advance, knowing knowing what's coming. Anyway, do you try? You're and, on the other end. Do you try and lean on the the elder kids? Like, <clears throat> do you try and, and and encourage them to be leaders? Is that like a goal? My, my that oldest a, kid's is that amazing. Dream? Is my that oldest pipe? kid's amazing. He's so good, but. Like there's still three others and the two middle <laughs> ones freaking hate each other. And like, we'll just, just annoy the hell out of each other. And like basically literally go to, to the fight to the death, to the mattresses every time where they're crying, screaming for no reason. So anyways, this rock podcast is on the other end of that. And we're out of gas. I have zero intellectual capability right now, but we are going to record this clean up from Monday. Uh, or Wyndham Sunday Clark nights. Wins. Wyndham Clark wins. Range short and 54 hole event. They didn't even try to screw around on Monday. You know, they called it Sunday night. Like it sounded bad. A lot of trees down. There's shelter in place uh, alerts. And so it's 54 holes. Wyndham Clark wins off that Saturday round 60. Listen, I've been picking up sticks in my yard for two days. Every time I, I take a big, big bundle of sticks out there's another one waiting for me when i turn around sticks i don't think i'm ever gonna get done with it how's the shed door let's follow a lot of it's amusement fine. around it's, the shed door it's fine the shed is it closed crack i mean it's, it's never closed it's always <laughs> cracked it's, it closes when i lock it at night like i can close it from that way i can't yeah we got that I cannot there close it when I'm inside. So, a lot of amusement around the shit. Just blowing us up four times of, or whatever so, it was. So the thing about it is when it's cold out, it's really drafty. And when it's hot out, it's really drafty. Like you get a lot of hot air in here. 
So it's just that it's not great with cold, extreme temperatures. It's not great when it's windy. It's like a three seasons room, right? Yeah, sure. Sure. Uh, the just shed door was the new, new character on the podcast lore. Really, really a lot of intrigue around the shed door. So congrats to Wyndham Clark on his, uh, win, like disaster for the tour. Like Sunday, we talked about it, but first signature event kind of go, goes out with a whimper. Um, uh, you know, like Wyndham and I think Ludwig would have been a really good, uh, final round duel. Yeah. But there was some. You know, that leaderboard had some like worst case scenarios looming. Stinkiness? A lot of them. A lot of bad scenarios. Refresh my memory. What? They had Pavon. Let's name Pavon. <laughs> Come on. I love Homeless Hubs. He's like one of my favorites on tour, but yeah, him winning Humble. a signature event, not not wouldn't be a good thing. <laughs> would have been a win for the mules. The mules wouldn't... would be like, what well, see? See? Um, you know, I love Tom Dietrich. I love Tom Dietrich. I don't think you can find a bigger Tom Dietrich fan, but him winning a signature event at Pebble, like iconic venue when he hasn't won a a professional event, probably not a good thing. Probably not good. I wrote about this for the newsletter a little bit. Do you think they, do you think they might've looked at the leaderboard? And said we got to call this because the this, US is, Open this is the desired outcome. No, no, no. I they saw those... Pavon. They saw Pavon coming. <laughs> no, I He's think the FedEx was... Cup number one. He is France on top of the world. We got a couple messages from French golf enthusiasts saying, like, you guys were way too harsh on Matthew and farmers. We are so proud. He's growing the game. There'll be young kids. And yes, that's fine. We don't mean to, like, you know, kind of downplay that impact and have great pride. You're, you're talking to people who root for, you know, pretty disparate franchises and pro sports and get people, you know, the butt of many jokes. But, you know, take pride in it. We didn't mean to downplay his impact, but he is the new world number one in the He'll be growing the front. game and kids everywhere will have uh, tattoos on their hand that don't really make sense. <laughs> Saliva. Saliva, man. Um, what were you saying about you were writing for the newsletter before I interrupted? Well, you're talking you. about mules, and like, I just I read Wyndham Clark's quotes. I scanned the leaderboard, and I'm just like, we're living in sort of a bonkers era that quickly got spun up and imposed on us. Do you know Sam Ryder? Sam Ryder. Made six figures how, last week. How could you not know Sam Ryder? Re-upped with Ryder trucks and more ads coming. <laughs> Sam Ryder made six figures last week for finishing T31. This shit is out of whack. We're so far gone. I'm not even talking about guaranteed contracts. And I, Sam Ryder's an elite talent. He's better than 99.99% of the world at golf. Great, great ad. Great, great ad front man, great. too. Sure. He loves to. Nobody, does, does, nobody yes. does a Ryder ad better. I don't like the little pecker that does the ad with him, the actor. That guy's <laughs> annoying as hell. But Sam's great. 
Um, but it's just bananas. Just, oh. just player, creative player, finishing T31, six figures. It's what? wild. Let's, let's quickly happen. And let's, we got to go ahead. Let's, let's like, let's examine these leaderboards though. If they were, if there wasn't 25 guys or 20 guys gone, that should be on them. It's Sam Ryder wouldn't point. be in it. Homeless Hubs wouldn't be in it. Tom Dietrich. I love Tom. He wouldn't be in it. Pavon wouldn't have been in it. Maybe he would have. Euro he probably tour, wouldn't I have won. Know. Probably wouldn't have won Farmers because the Farmers field would have been better. This is what happens when when a competing tour takes away like twenty five or thirty of your best players. So the fields are shit here, but the money's four x. Well, and this is what I don't years. understand about the whole disgruntled PGA Tour player. When you sit back and think about what, like, okay. The the guys that went to live have caused some damage. They have caused, you know, they caused damage. They caused distress. They ca- they had people asking you hard questions, but did they actually hurt you in any way? Um, no, it's a no. It's a keeping up with the Jones thing. It's a that boy has a bigger balloon. It seems to me that. The guys that stayed won in their own way because they won't have a dark cloud around them. Like the thing is, if if the tours merge back, it's not like we're not gonna still look at Bryson or Phil Brooks or Phil and be like, oh, that guy guy's an asshole. He went to live. And that was that was a dick thing to do, right? It's not like that's going away. The stigma is never going to go away from those players. But these, all of these guys have gotten way richer because of it. For doing nothing. Yeah. Wyndham Clark. Wyndham Clark wins. He's, a, he's an immense talent. He's really good. He's won three times now in less than a year in big boy events, Wells Fargo, U.S. Open, and now a signature pebble field. Afterwards, he was asked about Liv. He was rumored hot and heavy going in. He goes, so congrats. He does, I guess, a Zoom press conference on Monday morning. I almost popped in there because I like (laughs) I saw the notification. Yeah. And I was like, I bet there's nobody on this. And it turns out like half... Half a Carmel was like out of power. Oh, I almost man. did, but I think I had something else going on. The shed door wouldn't stay closed. Um, so I think it was Doug Ferguson asked him about Liv. Like there were rumors about that. He goes, there's definitely some truth. I definitely met with Liv and went through those discussions. I wanted to see what they could bring to the table. I ultimately declined going to Liv because I felt like I still have a lot of things left in the tank on the PGA Tour. Um, anecdotally, I'll insert. I think that's. Saying a quiet part out loud, so that implies that when the tank is empty, you go to live. Like I don't know, that maybe just his calculation, but I have things left in the tank. Uh, on the PJ Tour, I wanted to chase records. I wanted to chase world ranking. My dream is to be one of the top players in the world, if not the top player. I would say that's a real goal. I think he could be number one player in the world based on what he's done. I don't know that it's likely, but it definitely wouldn't surprise me. 
He can um, roll the rock. He's he's plenty long. He's very long. Yep. And uh, he can hit the ball close. <clears throat> I just grew up always imagining winning PGA Tour events. So I ultimately, I chose my legacy over live. Uh, and that's really what it came down to. I don't know what the future holds with my career and what the PGA Tour and Live are going to do, but at least for this season, I'm one to 100. Well, thanks for this lock hard, long term commitment. At least for this season, I'm 100% set on the PGA Tour and I want to try to get as high in the world as I possibly can. So, apparently, there's like legacy, dreaming of growing up, left in the tank. That may be null and void 12 31 24, at least for this season. Maybe before kind of that, it could be done by the by the tour championship. But yes, yeah, sure, August fifteenth. Anyways, I thought it was well put, candid in a way. So they follow up. I did my due diligence. I felt if I was going to make a life changing decision, I wanted to make sure I did all the right things and call the right people, get the right information, understand what both tours are doing, what I should do. I honestly have to give a huge hats off to Adam Scott, Patrick Cantlay, and Jordan Spieth because they have put so much effort. Oh, and Tiger Woods. Sorry, and Tiger Woods. Please put that in there. The uh, transcriber did. They put so much effort into making sure that the PGA Tour is going to make the right moves to continue to try to be the best tour. And they also really gave me some great advice and some counsel. I didn't want them to sway me in a certain way, but I definitely wanted their counsel. And I just wanted to honor them and the amount of time and work and effort they've put into this agreement now with SSG and where the tour is going. I sought a lot of counsel. I asked guys on both sides. I feel like there's that's the right thing to do. Ultimately, it came down to talking... uh, with close people in my camp and my team, what we should do when we decided to stay on the PGA Tour. Wyndham Clark, great talent, won three times, could be number one player in the world. We are at a place in golf where Tiger, he's won one major. His previous before one major was T76. He's playing the Punta Cana Championship this time last year. And Tiger F. Woods is like down on his knee, figuratively begging having to sway him, so to speak, inform him. Jordan Spieth, three-time major winner, a needle mover, not just a guy, whether his form is that or not. (laughs) As Craig Perks would say, not just a guy. (laughs) Like, Wyndham Clark's great. This isn't even about him. It's just illustrative of how whacked out things are right now that Tiger Woods is having to talk to Wyndham Clark about why he should stay and play no cut twenty million dollar purses and also have equity in a new billion dollar deal thing. We are so far gone. Wyndham Clark could be any Tom, Dick, and Harry that's won one major that d- didn't change any course of golf at any time. He could be number one in the world. I understand there's value there and there's potential, but it's crazy how whacked out. And this is more speaking to what like Tiger and Spieth have to handle right now. It's a little off kilter, the disruption. And is any of this like worth this much money and fuss? We'll see. I don't know. It's a little bizarre. Am I out of line thinking that that's just like the, between that and the rider thing? Like it's really things have escalated just way too quickly. Well, I, I mean, it, I think it speaks to the dire situation that the PGA Tour is in. That Wyndham Clark losing Wyndham Clark would be a huge deal. I mean, they're at a point where losing any 
top 10 player. Yeah, he's a, feels he's a, dire. Right? Yeah. I mean, the guy has had made he's nobody's selling tickets or uh, based off one one major Wyndham Clark. I mean, he could be Mark Brooks. He could be I mean, there's a lot of great players who've won a major who like I don't know, they don't steer the ship of the PGA Tour's history or its trajectory. I'm with you. I'm I'm buying Wyndham Clark in the I, totally, I think like yes. his best golf Potential. is ahead of him. Totally. So I do think he is important, but it is banana land. The Sam Ryder thinks banana land. You know what's also banana land? What? Winning the freaking pro am when you finish sixty second or whatever it is in the tournament. Rory McIlroy won the Pro-Am. Did you see this? No. He was like 64th place, and him and his partner, Jeff Rhodes, won the Pro-Am. Is this the Rogers situation with the... Rory was in, like, um, he was at the bottom of the field. Yeah? And they won the Pro-Am. Huh. Interesting. I meant to bring this up on Sunday. I forgot. Let's look into that. Check the cards. What happened there? I mean, I I think Rory made a lot of birdies still. Okay. Okay. But okay. it's still crazy to have that situation. Rhodes had to be lights out. Yeah. Who's Jeff Rhodes? Do we know just some executive tech guy? Something like that. Probably some not not a celebrity of any. I think he's in the Bay that. Area. He he might be, you know. All right. He's a new, uh, new, newly crowned pro am winner, the Pebble Beach Crosby. Um, any other Monday cleanup? I guess uh, the Tom Brady quote people made me well aware that was the thing from Entourage. Well, you know, I forgot that from twenty years ago. But to- off the rack, his quote about that was from Entourage. I got, um, I, I got a uh, unsubstantiated rumor about okay. TB twelve. Okay. Apparently, <laughs> so this is from a friend of a friend. Brady okay. sounds so substantiated. My friend's cousin's uncle. It's very much me. like this. Okay. <laughs> but my, uh, someone insinuated. I feel like this person's. I would substantiate it more by who told me this. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. But apparently Brady hits those types of tops regularly. Like it is a regular occurrence. What's he? Like a six or seven or something like that? <laughs> but he apparently hits that type of top with the it's driver. A miss. It's like a regular. <laughs> regularly. I mean... Is he then, like, how often is he just playing it from the little rough <laughs> patch in between tee boxes? Or is he, re- if that's happening often. So the point, the point. I mean, you the talk man- about, like, stroke and distance kind of stuff. Like, that's, now you got a bad lie in between tee boxes. How often is he doing that? Or is he just re-tee? So, if it's some, like, money game at wherever, South Florida, it doesn't matter. I don't know. I don't the, know. The person who told me that this is his point was that he thought that maybe pr- Brady playing it cool might be due to his familiar- oh, yeah. familiarity with the shot. 
That's why he was able to play it so cool. <laughs> Which I think would explain a lot of things. I mean, I do that on camera. I'm like breaking out laughing or like <laughs> slamming my club into the turf or like cursing. Like there's something happening, not just like this sort of like, oh, I just like missed it, caught it off the toe and it's like two feet off the fairway, 300 yards. Up. Like that's basically what he looked like. I would love to see it happen like on one of those tee boxes that's like kind of juts out into the water and watch yeah. a ball just like drill into <laughs> like, the water. Just like flip like over 30 seconds action. before it comes to rest. <laughs> just kind of slowly plinkos its way down into the. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Unsubstantiated rumor. I like that. Um, that's all I got for Cleo. Do we have ratings? Talk about things being out of whack. There were television ratings were posted, and there was a lot of hoopla over the ratings of Live versus uh, PGA oh, one, Tour. One last thing. Yeah. Twitter sensation. X sensation. He's really been a sensation since X came about. Michael Kim could hit tops like that that didn't even bounce and would roll less than two feet. Allegedly, he could do this in college. Like he could do it. He he could do it on the Full range swing. before an event. Full swing. He would hit a he could hit a Brady like top. That's pretty impressive. On he's a he's a on incredible ta- incredible talent to have to be able to do that. I wonder. I, I want to see. So my challenge to Michael Kim is: Can you do this now? Can you still yeah. do it? And I want to see it. I want to see a Brady reenactment. I'd be pulling that out as a parlor trick all the time. You know, oh, yeah. just trying to hustle guys or tell somebody to stand like 20 feet in front of you and take a full swing at them. That kind of thing. Yeah. If stand on the first tee, two off the first tee, do that the first tee, the first time. <laughs> yeah. Be like, oh, glad I can hit another and then just hit one like 300 right down the middle. <laughs> I mean, that's. That's more impressive than Sahith like hitting intentional shanks, right? On the on the range. I mean, you can kind of it that's I mean, you can, the Sahith stuff is amazing. That's a great story. Yeah. Feels harder to do the full swing top on command than the shank on command, but maybe I'm wrong. Oh um, shoot. I just changed Where are your I just, ratings? You got ratings? I just, I just for closed us? it out. I just closed it out. We talked before the show. I was like, you got ratings? No, I got ratings. All right, I'll get ratings. I'll pull them up. Well, I, I, that's the I extent of our plan. Over to something else. And, okay, that's fine. No, that's I had, had. All right, all right. Here we go. Here we go. All right. So ratings. Pebble Beach on Saturday, one point nine five one million, which was up double, double of last 20. last year's okay. Saturday Saturday coverage. Okay. Live golf on Saturday, one sixty-eight thousand. This is on CW, so this Wait, doesn't include again? streaming. One hundred sixty-eight thousand. Okay. On Sunday, this so these numbers I believe do not include streaming. On Sunday, it was four hundred thirty-two thousand, which was double last year's opener at Mayakoba. Okay, and Pebble replay. Do we have that? Uh. I don't know. Wasn't that like one, one, two or something like that? One, three. I'll, like that. I'll look into Not a big deal. I bet, I bet Josh Carpenter, old Josh that's Carpenter. What, that's what it. I got here. I'm looking it up. Okay. Okay. 
Um, um, do we care? What, what's the what's the story coming out of this? One point two one for Sunday replay. I mean, so you're looking at a replay of a shitty event of a, a watered down non signature event that gets one two. Live goes up double the four thirty two thousand on Sunday. So, um, I don't know what it means. I, know I mean, to give a grand take, but I think Liv it. Is, I think it clearly shows that Saturday. Like, uh, let's just pull out some things here. Saturday event works. Saturday with the best players in the world in a field and no yep. celebrities is better for your TV product. Who would have guessed? <clears throat> and having more, yes. Not having having a, a golf competition. Yeah, all due respect to Tom Hoagie or whoever was playing last year, Brent Grant, right at Pebble. <laughs> this was Brent Grant. This is, that was Brent Grant week. Yeah, go ahead. So that's a nice little boost for them. Then live gets the stage to itself Sunday. I mean, doubling year over year, almost doubling is pretty impressive, right? It's growth. I don't know how you look at the number and like say that's embarrassing. I don't. I think I mean, probably people look at it as the expenditure of what they're trying to do, where they're platformed, and they're um, what is what a third, less than a half of a PGA Tour replay on network though on CBS. I guess CW is a network. I mean, but CBS I versus CW. It's not even airing in some markets. Like, no, I tried to play the like. I, I, I just think it's think, not a bad number. I think they doubled up from last the year over year. People, I mean, I just think that people that look at it and it's like, look at how little they are. It's, I mean, what you're looking at is growth. What you're trying to do is grow a product, right? I don't think anybody involved with Live expected to contend with network TV PGA Tour numbers in the first five years. You'd be a lunatic to think that right yeah i agree i think there's 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 been some bs about like the value of their franchises and the value of their stuff that like is a little diluted but well, they don't even own the franchises well i know they've yes owns selling, all they've the selling fr- a lot of bs mbs <laughs> owns all the franchises i know i understand you guys are all minority owners <laughs> i i don't know i think they it depends on who you talk to. I mean, I guess Carlos Ortiz is, I think, on the subpar podcast saying we were all told we were going to go to OWGR points right away. Uh, I That's mean, tough scene. You're an idiot then if you thought that. I'm sorry. Like, I'm not saying you shouldn't have them, but that was maybe a dubious proposition if for right away. Um, it seems like they should get them sooner, but like, that's what you signed up for. I, I don't know. And, and just anyways, I guess the story is doubling up. That's not a bad thing, but tour still dominant. I think that speaks to a little bit of the um, sort of the institutional advantages that the PGA tour has will continue to have. Even if live drains few more players, like it's still like you are the disruptor, still a huge uphill battle. Um, and the tour will still kind of have some of those institutional advantages, whether they're in merit or not. Um, so, I mean, massive, massive institutional advantages, but also 
like anything, you have massive disadvantages when you have institutional institutional advantages, right? Like you, you do have like there are things like that. Live is already exposed with the broadcast, right? Yeah, flexibilities, yeah. different things. So, yeah, but yeah, the um, yeah, I don't know. That I don't does. think you can Live- read too much into it. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think anytime we talk about TV ratings for any sport, anytime it just kind of makes my eyes roll. So, um, all right, let's move on to the new week. Catnip call of the week. People doing that lean walk out of Phoenix, like everybody reshares that. Everybody, the drunk guy who's kind of stumbling, bumbling his way out of Phoenix. That's my catnip call of the week. Everybody's trying to get juice their impressions off of those. That's every year, every time with Phoenix. Hey, did you see this Post Malone concert they had at the arena? Not chain smokers. Yeah. He's in this like little leopard skin underwear. Is he good? Do people like him? I don't mean to play old guy. I know he's very popular. I don't know. I think you're he asking the wrong guy. He doesn't seem very good. He doesn't seem very good. He seems like he had, I don't know. He does like the auto tune stuff and he's danced around in underwear on the, in the <laughs> middle of the 16th hole. Do you think he's this era? Uh, this era's uh, Akon or T Pain? <laughs> T Pain is talented. He got jammed. <laughs> they they did him dirty. They just kind of tried to make him pigeonhole him into a auto tune guy. <laughs> I don't know. I just I haven't found Posty all that impressive as a talent. And I don't think what that was has uh, to do what was Akon's song Soul Survivor, right? Yeah, yeah. Lon- Lonely. <laughs> Yeah, he kind of had bangers. I yeah, I'm old. I didn't mind Akon. Post, I don't know. Looked like a good scene, I guess. Phoenix. Um, let's get to our schedule for the tough run. Tough run for the tour. They have a washout Sunday. Lives gets the stage. They have a cancellation Monday. Then Monday comes Hovland and Xander have WD from Phoenix. So that field sort of takes a pretty big hit. Whatever you think of them, um, they are two highly ranked players. Uh, do you read anything into that? Immediately, every time, every time somebody WDs, they're like, live, hovling to live. Somebody made the joke about Streelman's WD today. <laughs> like, Streel's going to live, Sunday Streel's. Uh, just kind of a, a, a tough run of luck for the tour. That's all it I is say. tough run of luck. I mean, I guess they probably just looked at the weather partially and thought yeah. about a week of rest and, you know, got they got to go sig- play Riv. Yeah, so. another signature event coming up. So. I mean, the big shame of this is, I, I hope everybody that listens to this in Southern California is uh, is uh, safe and, like, there isn't, you're not dealing with too many damages or any inconveniences beyond, you know, just, like, streets closed here. Like, I hope everybody's safe with that but like you know it does like riv is going to be so soft (laughs) next week yeah and i don't want to you know like what's going on down there it's 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 tough Uh, it's brutal um and i hope everybody's okay um but also it's just one other (laughs) anecdote that i wanted to i'm not trying to uh (laughs) another reason to maybe play it not in february huh or mid well it's like it's just the one time a year you have to worry, right? It always feels like that's an issue with Riviera, often. Um, all right, let's get to schedule for the week. We have the Phoenix Open. That's a TPC Scottsdale uh, 16th hole stadium deal. We all know that. Thursday, Friday on Golf Channel, 4 to 8. 
one to three Saturday and Sunday uh, on Golf Channel NBC. So CBS has the Super Bowl. This is one of those years that they kick it over to NBC. Uh, do we know who's in the tower? I mean, this would usually be Zayner come waltzing in talking about pressure in the arena. Uh, I don't know. Do we know who's in on that? Is on the bake off? Could be Fultz. Could be McGinley. Not it's not false. Not false. Not false. Uh, Byram. Is that what you're talking about? Byram? Um, McGinley. No, the, uh, Kisner is uh, jumping in the booth for a little bit on this one, right? Kisner. I is think he? he signed up for Kapaloo and Phoenix is what he said. Yeah. So we got that. Uh, notables. Uh, do we have notables? Sam Burns, Connors, Fitzpatrick, Homa, Scheffler, Scott, Spieth, and Thomas. So some good players, despite this not being a signature event this go around, but still always a, always a very popular stop, even for the top players. Obviously this is like, you know what we are kind of the whole theme of this episode, but this is a, a guaranteed John Rom start, you know? Yeah. If he's not at live and then you have Scheffler and Rom, and it's auto awesome. It's an awesome field, right? If you, I feel like if you get any combination of Rory Scheffler Rom last year, it's like, oh, this is going to be a great event. To that point, feature groups: Ricky, Tom, Kim, Grayson Murray. Oh God, that's not. I mean, Grayson Murray's in feature group coverage. What? I mean, things are moving quickly here. Uh, Shane Lowry, Fitz, Sunjay, Scheffler, Hideki, Wyndham. JT, Adam Scott, Cam Young, Siwoo, Sam Burns, JT Poston. Those are your featured groups for that last one is tough. (laughs) Siwoo, Burns, and uh, Poston, Postman. Um, You have a one and done pick. One of those is not like the others. And I'm I'm a big Siwoo fan. I mean, I think Tom Kim and Grayson Murray and Justin. I mean, you have JT, I guess that carries it. So. do you have a one and done pick for the Phoenix yeah, Open? We got to get do. back on our horse here. Yeah. What? I, I think he's back. I'm taking JT. Some guys okay. just play well here. I was talking to a player um, and he was just saying like, you know, the thing about Phoenix is sometimes I feel like I play well and I just look up at the leaderboard and I'm like T20 and right. I just don't get it. And then there's guys that just like every year play well at, at Phoenix. And I think Justin Thomas, Scotty Scheffler is another one. Hideki's yeah. obviously played great here all the time. Webb Simpson's another one that's played incredibly well at this venue. So I think this is definitely a golf course that's got like just horses, right? So I'm going to take Justin Thomas. He's played really well this year. Um, Iron play has been, been really good. He's got a little bit of a pop back in the bat. I remember a year ago, he was getting outdriven by Rory and Tiger by like 50 yards. I don't think that's the case right now. I think he's he's just a drastically different player than he was last year. Yeah, horses for courses. I've been a little too chalky lately. I'm going like Max Homa. Uh, I forget who I took it. Rory. I'm going off the off the. Off the I'm going path. off the chalk. Yeah, but right back to my comfort zone for this. Martin Laird, first off Thursday, <laughs> nine twenty. The Desert Fox. Fox, the modern day Desert Fox. You talk about guys who play well at these TPC courses in the desert. I'm going Martin Laird. I need to get off of this. I'm reading too much gambling content. I need to go with my gut, my own model. All these guys who just say, "Oh, uh, numbers, slump buster. Number, yeah, 
These gambling experts who say number one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, and ten in the world would be great picks this week. I gotta get off of that influence and get back in my zone of somebody's watched this game for a long time. I'm going with Martin Laird. Can't go wrong with him at Scottsdale. Go ahead. That would fit that would fit this year's winners, right? Yeah. (laughs) Fit right in. First off. Good, which I mean, nine twenty on the books, but we all know the frost delay is coming every year. Thursday every year, morning frost delay at, at TPC. It's supposed to be fifty six, um, fifty high of fifty six and rainy on Thursday. Oof, oof. Uh, Four, all right, cont- fifty one when he tees off. Oh, that's brutal. Continuing on with our schedule for the week on the DP World Tour, we have the Cutter Masters. So jumping from Bahrain to Qatar. Purse is $2.5 million. Defending champion is Sammy Valamaki, who I believe got an alternate spot when uh, Xander WD'd, or maybe it was uh, Hovland. Not sure. Notables, <clears throat> Jonas Blixt, Harrison Endicott, Dylan Fratelli, Rasmus Hoygaard, Son Kane is over there, Thurston Lawrence, Kaida Nakajima, and Matthias Schwab. That's your cutter masters. That is coffee golf, 4 to 9 a.m. finish uh, throughout the week. Kind of interesting that Sun Kane is over in Qatar, uh, as is Harrison Endicott. Again, speaks to, I don't know, not a lot of access. One course, one course turn or one venue tournament this time of year at Phoenix, you're not going to get a lot of guys. And, you know, such is life with the Monday queue. You got Toasty, one shot off the Monday queue. Kelly Kraft, Logan McAllister, Blaine Hale, all these guys who have their card. Um, are in the Monday qualifier, but who gets in is Patton Kazire, the general, and Jim Canuck, Jimmy Hardke, Knaus, and Niccolo Galetti. Uh, Ryan French had a lot of coverage on the Monday queue, but that's always a big one given the size of this field. Did you see that one. story about the Galetti guy? I think Rappaport, Dan, Dan Rappaport had it. He like uh, he broke his ankle at, at the night before Rom's wedding or something like that. No. Played golf with Rom at Arizona State. Okay. I don't know. I can't remember everything. Just like shenanigans? Friday night rehearsal dinner, (laughs) post-rehearsal dinner shenanigans? He got a broken ankle? Set his pro golf career back. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, those weddings in your 20s, late 20s, you get everybody back together again from college. You got open bar situations. There's often injuries, uh, maybe some broken bones occasionally, I guess. And that's his golf career back. That's good scoop. I like that. Um, it was, it was, I think it was Rappaport. Like, okay. I feel, uh, All right. I feel bad a, if it was Monday. It was either Monday Q or Rappaport. Ryan French. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. That does it for our schedule for the week, as far as I can tell. I got uh, event uh, of the week. Event Corn of the Ferry week. Corn Ferry Tour, by the way, is the Astara Golf Championship. Not on TV, but Eric Compton, Tommy Ganey, Scott Piercy. <laughs> God. Some interesting. Aldrich Potguider, Patrick Newcomb, and Keenan Husky. So three burly boys that had notables. So what's your event of the week? Event of the week, the Amir Ari Invitational, the college event. Okay. Big time field. You got number one Auburn, number two North Carolina, uh, number four, or I think Texas is in it. Number Washington's in it. Uh, Arizona State, UCLA, Georgia Tech. Big time field. 
And you can follow it at uh, whatever, whatever Spike Mark. Clip Boys. Clip, clip. What is it? College Golf Scoreboard. It sounds like there's still some problems going on. I mean, they got it. They got the contract like yesterday. And they got to spin up this massive, I don't know, whatever. NCAA dicking around. Uh, News. I don't have much. Justin Thomas adds his name to the the chorus of Ricky, Spieth, others. Um, I think saying I that live guy shouldn't be back with no uh, penalty. Quote, Justin Thomas, I would have a problem with it. I think a lot of guys would have a problem with it on the subject of live players being able to return without being penalized or having some sort of repercussions for their behavior or their decision i guess i should say so jt i'm just gonna say i got far more respect for jt's opinion on this matter because he has been 1000 percent out on live from the start you know yeah he's been consistent out front with his commentary on live unlike some other people that are making comments about about this matter that being said i disagree okay all right, I think that does it for this uh, Wednesday feel... episode. What? I'm trying to find that tweet. About the broken ankle? Yeah. Niccolo Galetti. We'll have a follow-up on that. Send your golf advice to sgsgolfadvice at gmail.com. Uh, we will be back with you on Friday. With that and more, check in on Phoenix. See how that's going at Influencer Palooza down there. Uh, and we'll talk to you then. Oh, here it is. Galetti. It was it was Brentley. Okay. Shout out Maybe. to Brentley. Follow Brentley, Romine. No, I it's not. I can't find it. <laughs> oh my god. Follow All right, Brentley. bye. Talk to you then.